we'll go a little bit into a couple of questions that people I, I find people usually have for me and like when when I'm like when I'm talking to a lot of my clients or members um they obviously have a lot of nutrition questions and I'm just like look I know these little things but at the end of whatever I say I'm like I'm not a nutritionist and I never try and steer into that lane because everyone's different right in yeah. terms of like how they either consume food or how their body takes it in right mm -hmm. so I for me it's 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 really hard for me to answer those questions so I'm glad that I have the you next to me here to answer a couple of those so recently I saw one of your posts on fermented food so you want to just go a little bit into like fermented food and how that can be beneficial for for people yeah that's one of the things that really I would say changed my digestion and that was something that I really struggled with um, before kind of delving deeper into nutrition is digestion and pro or sorry fermented foods specifically mm -hmm. are foods that have been undergone this fermentation process with live bacteria so they're inoculated with these amazing um, probiotics that can that when you ingest them they kind of go into your gut they help you break down nutrients and they help you with nutrient absorption as well um, and there's been so many cool studies done lately of how the bacterial profile in your gut can actually influence things like hormone production, your immune system, mm. your mental health, like neurotransmitters and all of that. So really, like, we don't know very much about um, what exactly how they work mm -hmm. and what the mechanisms are yet. Um, there's going to be more research coming out soon, I think, on that. Yeah. But what we do know is they have a really profound effect on the rest of our body mm. so when you consume fermented foods that are raw and unpasteurized so not the shelf stable stuff not the stuff that you can keep in your cabinets forever you want to look for things that go bad or things that need to be refrigerated mm. um these tend to be you know live foods that contain these live bacteria that when you ingest them they help you on all these different levels so you want to give us a little example of a food that you would eat that uh, that is fermented? Well, like obviously kombucha is, is definitely one of them, right? So then... yeah, so kombucha is a fermented tea okay. beverage. Um, so when you add sugar to tea, you add this bacteria called a scoby s c o b y. It converts the sugar in the back in the tea base into these organic acids. So that's another way that. Um, fermented foods can help you your digestion mm -hmm. is these acids help acidify your stomach okay. so that when you eat things like protein carbs or fats they help you with the breakdown of those when people have things like acid reflux or when they have um heartburn those are symptoms of inadequate acid production uh. so contrary to what kind of popular medicine wants you to believe into buying tums and acid yeah. blockers and things like that it's actually because your stomach's not acidic enough so eating wow. things like fermented foods can really help you manage those symptoms interesting yeah i never i never knew that and like so when you when i'm going to the stores and i'm buying kombucha is there certain like brands that are better than others and like obviously you make them yourself right so like, is it hard to make it for make it yourself or is it like so easy? So easy. Yeah. One of the things that really intimidated me about um, making my own kombucha in the beginning was, is it safe? Am I going to die of like, botulism? <laughs> but in reality, there are so many things about fermented foods that are inherently safer for them to make versus something like chicken. Mm. For example, the acid is one of them. The acid inhibits a lot of the growth of common bacteria. So you're actually minimizing the chances of 
um, infection mm-hmm. and contamination and things like that. Um, but when you're purchasing kombucha from a store, I obviously prefer home homemade just because then you can control for the sugar that's mm-hmm. going into it. You can control how much carbonation um, you, you're letting the kombucha naturally conjure. Yeah. Um, but when you buy them in stores, I always look at the label to see that they don't have added sugar um, okay. following the fermentation process. It's one thing to add sugar so that you can feed the live bacteria. It's another thing to flavor it with additional uh, sweeteners and sugar. Because um, there's ones that do have flavoring in it, right? Yeah, like natural flavoring is mm-hmm. great. Like mm-hmm. adding, you know, whole spices like ginger, okay. cinnamon, and all that. I actually brought you some kombucha today Ooh, to try. We can, yeah, we can bring that back. Um, but yeah, yeah, like cinnamon and things like that that don't need to add additional sugars or you can add fruits in there that's like a way lower um, in sugar content food that you can add sweet mm-hmm. okay well we'll talk about february 3rd and the 2nd 